Live from Nashville, Tennessee, it's Dawn and Steve in the morning. Good morning from Moody Radio. Mental, spiritual, physical, what are we talking about? Health, of course. But do we perhaps mislabel them? Phil Herndon is here to provide a health check. First up, though, from the Word to Life, it's the Devo. Call or text 800-555-7898 to join the conversation. And we're looking forward to uh, the conversation throughout the morning. And you can call that number, text that number to be a part of the conversation. You can also drop comments or questions on the Facebook page. On Facebook, it is Don and Steve in the morning. And we are going to uh, spend some time today talking about some of the just mental challenges, the struggles that we face. Kathy Cook is going to be joining us in a couple of hours, and we're going to look at some scary statistics as it relates to our kids and what they are facing today. But as Briggs just said, before we get to that, Phil Herndon is going to be joining us as we talk about mental health. I'm intrigued by some data that has come out recently from the Barna Group, and they have said that those, even in the Bible Belt, even those who are self-professed Christians are really, really struggling with mental health issues, and they're wanting the church to do a better job of engaging and having that conversation. And I, I think that's a good thing for us to be doing. But I also have a question as it relates to that. How many times might we be going to a counselor? Uh, might we be going to a pastor? Might we be taking some sort of medication? Might we be doing something when actually the most effective thing we might be doing or could be doing is applying the gospel and living biblical truth. Now, at the same time, I say that I'm a big believer in going to counseling. And when medication is required, take your medication. You're right. So I think we got to be doing those things. God works through means. He works through medication. He works through counselors. He works through support groups. He works through all these things. But sometimes are we leaving God out of the equation? Because, well, that can be a little uncomfortable. Or maybe we have to face our own sin if we don't come to him. If we come to him, he's going to say, this is some stuff we got to deal with. And we don't want to do that. So we're going to spend a little time talking about that this morning. And again, you're welcome to join the conversation. 800-555-7898. That's 800-555-7898. That's also the number to text to get this morning's devotional. And we're going to head to a Psalm 23 today. Psalm 23, verse 3 says, He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. You know, your shepherd knows your every need. He knows you're going to grow weary in your pilgrimage with him. He knows there's times when you need rest. He knows just what you need to be refreshed. At times you need to lie in lush meadows or beside some quiet streams. Maybe at other times you just need to be held by your shepherd. And then at other times still you need to enjoy the pleasures that the shepherd provides. The shepherd will not always replenish you in the same way. His response to you will always perfectly correspond to your present need. As you follow your shepherd, there will be times when your soul becomes exhausted, perhaps because of trials you're experiencing or temptations you're resisting, the persecution you face, the burdens you're carrying for you, for others, they might be wearing you down. You may be weary from the discipline the shepherd has brought 
upon you. There will be times when you feel like you just can't go any further in your Christian pilgrimage. Here's the good news. Your shepherd knows when you've reached this point, and he always has a remedy. There are many ways he can strengthen you. He can do that through his word. He can do that through others. He can do that through your circumstances. And he knows what you need even better than you do. So have you grown weary? Does your soul need to be refreshed? Well, don't attempt to recover on your own. Only God knows how to heal and rejuvenate a soul. And he will do it perfectly sometimes in surprising ways. So ask him, ask him to restore you and then to be prepared to respond to what he does next. Well, if you want a copy of this morning's devotional, love to get that to you. Text the word Devo, D-E-V-O to 800-555-7898 or you'll find this linked on our Facebook page, Don and Steve in the Morning. Thanks for listening to Dawn and Steve in the Morning. On YouTube today, Craig Island's video drops to talk about his book by Grace Alone. Click the bell to subscribe and like at youtube.com forward slash at symbol Dawn and Steve. Well, we are glad that you're with us on this Tuesday morning, that us being Steve of Don and Steve, because Don's she's playing hooky again today. So we're, we're going to give her a pass, though, because she lined up someone to sit in the chair this morning and uh, looking forward to having this conversation with Phil Herndon. He's clinical director at River Tree Great Counseling Center in the uh, greater Nashville area. And uh, Phil, appreciate you coming in and helping us have this conversation uh, about a topic that people want the church to do a better job talking about, mm-hmm. and that being mental health. That's the arena that you've been working in for how long now? Yeah, thirty. this is year 32. Okay, 32 years. Starting when I was 10. <laughs> <laughs> so you, I was wondering which one of us was older, and I guess apparently it's me. It, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're uh, grateful that you've uh, come in to help us have this conversation this morning. And, you know, if you were to just kind of broad brush, take a look at how the church has done, mm-hmm. capital C Church in, in North America, how have we been doing engaging in the topic of mental health? Well, you know, I think the key word, Steve, you said is engage. You know, how have we engaged it? Have we engaged it with, uh, you beautifully set this up to say, you know, there are two extremes. Don't ever seek help from anywhere except God and do not seek help from God at all. Just use people, counselors, mm-hmm. or whoever. And so the church has tended, and this is, this is a very broad brush, tended to kind of go to one of those two extremes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's changing, I think. Um, thank goodness yeah. it's changing. But historically, I think there's been a real pendulum swing back and forth between the two. Why do you think that uh, that conversation is beginning to change right now? Is it just because this is in our face all the time, mm-hmm. news feeds and stories, mm-hmm. and we, we see that? Is that kind of what's driving a lot of this? I think it is, and you know, you and I were just talking. You popped open the news, and first first thing out of the box is the train derailment. So they're just things all day long, and you know, the the old saying: "You've been in media for years. You know, if it if it bleeds, it leads." Mm-hmm. You know, so we have we've had years and years of that, and then social media has come along, and you know, Steve, we would be remiss to to not talk about Second Timothy three. Second Timothy three says, "Hey, in the latter days." And we we don't get to define that God does. Yeah. But in the latter days, you know, it's going to be a mess. That's a paraphrase. It's going to be a mess. And, and we're seeing a real mess. Yeah, we are seeing a mess. And obviously, sometimes we uh, react to that mess 
reasonably well. Sometimes we uh, react to the mess pretty horrifically. And so, Phil, as, as we were talking a, a little bit earlier, or as I was talking, uh, I was kind of d- trying to set up this thing of, yeah, we do have mental health challenges. Mm-hmm. And like you just said, we can tend to go to one extreme or the other, counselors, medication, or Jesus. Mm-hmm. And help us think through over, over this conversation what healthy application of those two things would be. Because one of the things that I sometimes wonder is, is the mental health struggle that some of us may define as mental health, is it actually just a spiritual struggle? Is it a sin struggle? Yeah, that that is not just a good question. That's an important question for every believer to ask. Um, Believers in terms of those are the options we look at, so to speak. And uh, you know, if you even break down the word mental, the phrase mental illness, mental, it just simply means mind. Mm-hmm. And so how often do we see just that word or that idea in Scripture here? And uh, so the whole idea about our minds being ill, you know, that that isn't new. Uh, yeah. You know, D- Jeremiah talks about, I've got to turn here in my Bible right here, Jeremiah talks about the heart being deceitful above all things. In the very next verse, it talks about how God is the one who tests the mind. Uh, we'll talk about what that means a little bit later. Time to get into that. That's, that doesn't mean the brain. That's something we can talk about as well as, as the brain and the mind aren't necessarily the same thing. Explain that right now, then. <laughs> what is the difference between those <laughs> okay, two Steve, things? Let's do that right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we, we can live with a reactive brain. If you think about how we're, we comp, we know the term now PTSD, post traumatic stress disorder, mm-hmm. and, and we know that people who suffer from that. Uh, have things like a startle reflex, or they're very hypervigilant and the high levels of anxiety and the radar is always up for danger. And so that's a reactive brain. There's a little organ in the brain called an amygdala. Lots of people have heard that phrase these days with trauma-focused work being very well-known these days, but that amygdala is really like red hot and looking for danger. And that's where the brain is scanning and reacting. The mind is what we engage relationally. Um, so those are two, even mm-hmm. biblically, you know, when, when Jesus talks about the, re- the renewing of your mind, he's not talking about make sure your gray matter and your white matter is in good shape. He's talking about that, the faculties that we use to relate to him. And the Hebrew has a cool word for mind. It's the word kidneys, <laughs> kill ya. Uh, well, if we have time, we'll talk about that too. But it, it talks about that God really does search um the deepest recesses of mankind, mm-hmm. of humankind, the, the mind, that deep, deep part of us. And so we talk about mental illness. We talk about mental health. We're really talking about how healthy is your mind as you engage or not engage. If we're not engaging relationally, we have a reactive brain mm-hmm. that lives lives on this diet of what we would call PTSD that's constantly looking for danger and then reacting to the external world as opposed to the mind we engage internally in relationship. Phil Herndon with us as we uh, have this conversation about mental health this morning and the application of the gospel. And uh, if you want to join the conversation, maybe you've got a question or comment, you can call or text 800-555-7898. That's 800-555-7898. Like part of the uh, engagement well is understanding who we are in Christ Dawn and Steve in the Morning have just launched our Instagram channel. Follow Dawn and Steve in the Morning on Instagram now. 
Well, I hope that you will do that and hope you'll uh, join the conversation this morning as we continue talking with Phil Herndon, clinical director at River Tree, talking about mental health this morning. And, you know, Phil, I'm sitting here thinking maybe one of the things that would be helpful, useful is to even define what we mean when we say mental health. I feel like that's one of those um, phrases that gets thrown around all the time and we don't necessarily have a clear understanding or we're not all on the same page as to what that is. So when we uh, talk about mental health, what generally is is meant then? Yeah, mental health, that is, in some ways it's kind of been a not really fluid um, definition, but it changes some. Um, you know, just again, watch the news about how that gets defined differently yeah. in, uh, in culture. But mental health overall is how healthy, kind of like thinking about your body or maybe your heart, how healthy is your heart? That means... Is it doing what it's designed to do? Is it pumping blood? Does it have any leaks? Is mm-hmm. it is it fatigue? That those kinds of things. Think about the same thing with what we talked about earlier with your mind, your mental faculties. That how your mind is engaged. Does your mind engage in a healthy manner? And that gets back to what you've mentioned a couple of times, Steve, about our true identities and how we are to live. That's going to be a different answer uh, depending on who you talk to. Yeah. With Christ followers, we know that. That mental health means our minds are engaged in the truth of the gospel. Our minds are engaged in relationship with the body of Christ. Our minds are engaged with Holy Spirit. And so for others, it might mean, hey, I practice great self-care and I take care of myself and I'm not in burnout. And so we have to we have to understand that like all of Scripture teaches, we who follow Christ, who profess to follow Christ, that's a could be a different definition for us, mm-hmm. what mental health really is. And so... Mental health is, is, is my mind engaging in relationship with, with God, with my own identity, and with other people in a healthy manner. Yeah. And so is, that's our definition of mental health and mental illness than being, you know, not engaging well, our mm-hmm. mind not functioning uh, as it should. And so when we have cultural conversations around mental illness, I remember when I was younger, I used to think, OK, well, that's like schizophrenia and multiple personality <laughs> disorders and like, you know, the, the real crazy. Yeah, but I begin more and more. It sounds like we're including things like loneliness mm-hmm. and depression and anxiety yeah. and fearfulness and all of that. And, and would that be accurate to say that that is a part of mental illness? It is, Stephen. You you've hit on something again. You're you're hitting today. You're, you're, <laughs> a rare day, Stephen. It Miller's is a rare day. He's Mark just this on down. It. Note this on the calendar. Uh, no, that that's such an important thing because everything you mentioned is related to our our emotional world depression, anger, fearfulness, loneliness, and how healthy our minds engage relationally has everything to do with how healthy we are emotionally. And so those conditions that you name from the Barna study and just from, from being alive, looking out there, that, that really is true, that our, our mental health is so tied with how well do we relate to and relate with and communicate through and handle these emotions that we have in a scary world, in a lonely world, in a world in times that I become angry mm-hmm. and uh, with depression. And, you know, anxiety is connected to kind of a malformed fear and depression. Surprisingly, we've talked about an earlier show, Steve, depression is tied to depressing how much I care, which is really yeah. kind of what anger is. And so everything you mentioned as a condition of mental illness is is inextricably tied to how well we are emotionally. 
So let's bring this, uh, the gospel into this conversation then. As we think about all of those types of uh, things that we may struggle with, the fear, the anxiety, the depression, all of that, um, I'm, I'm thinking that there's got to be a significant help, if you will, with the proper application of the gospel, mm-hmm. you know, with the gospel not just being that moment that we confess our sin and are saved and forgiven mm-hmm. and our entrance into heaven, but it's to apply to each and every day and every circumstances that, that we face in life. And so when we're lonely, when we're depressed, when we're fearful, how does a proper application of the gospel potentially help there? Yeah. Uh, if it's okay, I want to talk about what it, what it doesn't look like sure. first. We'll start there. Yep. Uh, and then after, we may not have time in this one segment, but it, it's maybe for some, maybe an unusual place. It's in the book of Jeremiah, you know, of all the, the weeping prophet. Yeah. So he, he writes, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man, the person, who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert. And shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. And that is a picture of a mind that is not engaged and a, and a human that is not doing feelings and experiences very well. But what, what it, it's really a scary scenario because Jeremiah is saying, uh, you know, to be cursed, we, we know that means like abomination, those kinds of things. It also mm-hmm. means to be hemmed in, to be trapped. <laughs> and so hemmed in behind an obstacle— um, is the person who trusts in his own strength, in his own ego. In other words, who lives in a reactive brain, just looking at the outside world and reacting accordingly. Jeremiah says that person who's turned away from the Lord is like a shrub in the desert, will not see any good come. He's talking about a juniper bush there where the roots are really, really shallow, and mm-hmm. they go out from the plant instead of down deep into the soil. And so it's talking about a person who lives in survival mode. And so when we are living in such a way that we do not rely on him, and we'll talk about what that looks like in the next section of Jeremiah, yep. when we're not living in that way, we end up in a very parched place relationally and emotionally and then mentally. Well, that's a good uh, tease for what we're going to come back and talk to uh, or talk about in just a few moments. But if you want to join the conversation with Phil Herndon, again, you can call or text 800 800- Five 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 seven eight nine eight. We'll look at that next section of Jeremiah coming up in just a bit. Thanks for listening to Dawn and Steve in the Morning on Moody Radio. Call or text us on 800-555-7898. We want you to join the conversation. And Sabrina, we're going to get to your question in just a little bit, so hope that uh, you'll hang with us. And if you've got a question or comment, 800-555-7898. As we talk with Phil Herndon, Clinical Director at River Tree Counseling Center in the greater Nashville area, and talking about mental health, mental illness, the application of the gospel to our struggles there. And Phil, you, you had us in the book of Jeremiah just a moment ago talking about the fact that when we are not rooted well mm-hmm. in, in God's Word and in community with or you know intimacy with Him, then, man, it, it's it's going to turn out bad. But you said there's a little hope. The next section of verses, <laughs> there's the good news. So yes. it, it, take us to the good news. Okay. Yeah, it will it will turn out bad. Imagine having to to live in an uninhabited salt land. Think about the you mentioned the word loneliness earlier, Steve. Mm-hmm. And you know we've talked about for years. Even the UK has a I can't remember the the name. It's like a a cabinet position to deal with loneliness mm-hmm. in in the UK. And so it's that's truly a pandemic as well. And so what Jeremiah is outlining here is, is really bleak. 
Like if we humans, if we are going to rely simply on our own abilities to to get ourselves out of trouble, to get good mental health in our context here, it, as you said, it's bad. Yeah. And uh, so then he says, however, I'll put that I'll put that one in there. However, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, in um, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water. It sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green. It's not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. That obviously, as you mentioned, that's a completely different picture. The mm-hmm. difference between a juniper tree that's just surviving, grabbing all the moisture it can from the very top of the soil, as opposed to a tree that goes really, really like an oak tree that goes down, down really deeply, as I believe it was A.W. Pink said, into the divine supply. Uh, you know, that God provides for us. And there's a question that's asked in, in uh, verse 9. It should continue looking at this. We've got two different ways of living in mental health, spiritual health, emotional health. In uh, verses uh, 5 through 8, in verse 9 says, The heart is deceitful above all things and is desperately sick. Who can understand it? We often will listen to that first phrase, the, my heart is sick. Oh, no, I'm I'm wrecked. I'm, I'm no good. So I guess it's over. And we don't stop to we don't continue reading. It's at who who can understand it. And verse ten answers the question. Thank the Lord. Literally, he answers the question. Yeah. Uh, the Lord, I the Lord, search the heart and test the mind. And that's such an amazing phrase. He 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 is um, uh, looking at the heart. He's searching out the heart. Really reminds us of what David says in Psalm fifty one. You know, cleanse me in my inmost parts. I look very deeply in into my heart, Lord, and tell tell me what is going on there because it fools me. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it all is in my heart. And then, in test of the mind, I mentioned that word is is the Hebrew word kilia, and it means kidneys, which just seems odd, um, but it's really talking about the deepest depths of humanity. That's what God tests to see what's there, what's not there. And their test is not for Him to know; it's for us to know. Yeah, uh, and so that that's a beautiful picture there of what we would call mental illness in the first first verses. You're talking about how we apply the gospel to, to being mentally unhealthy. When we rely on our own strength, it's just me. I'm going to think my way through this or strategize my way through it or manipulate my way through it or rage my way through it or lose hope through it, whatever mm-hmm. it is, as opposed to this lush living um, where the roots are going deeply. And Jeremiah, it's almost like he's saying, well, let me show you how it works. If you're trusting your interpretation of your own heart, that thing's going to fool you. Yeah. Um, who can understand that thing? It just does all kinds of funky stuff. <laughs> like, what in the world? And and then he said, but but there is, if you're asking the question, who can understand it? I can tell you the answer. It's God, because he is searching the heart. And he is testing the deepest parts of you. Hmm. And knowing that truth changes the way that I think we interact maybe with others, the mm-hmm. way that we talk to ourselves as we uh, struggle through some of these things and reminding ourselves of what is true. Now, we're going to uh, continue this conversation with Phil uh, throughout not only this hour, but next hour as well. And those texts and those questions beginning to come in, I promise you, we will get to those coming up in just a little bit. So I hope that you will stay with us. If you have a question, comment, you can join the conversation at 800-555-7898 to call or text 800-555-7898. 